0: Hello and welcome to Touchline from Kasper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hello, Kasper. We're talking Lions rugby and the Lions tour to South Africa. I see now that the Lions coaching staff has been confirmed and quite some uproar there. Mark?
1: Yeah, I think, and it's and it's quite well deserved. Um, as we know, Warren Gatlin is the head coach of, of the Lions um, and as far as I understand, he has the privilege of appointing the coaching staff that, yes. that works with him, and part of what he does is to, obviously, they all know each other to a degree, and he tries to find coaches that will buy into his vision and that he could work yes. with. So it's it's I won't say it's a surprise, because if you look at the coaching staff that, that have been appointed, are most of them are ones that did well in the um, Six Nations, so... What Warren Gatlin did is he appointed Gregory Townsend. He's, a, he's the head coach for Scotland. Um, he also appointed Robin McBride from Leinster, Steve Tandy from Scotland, and Neil Jenkinson from Wales. So Neil Jenkinson traditionally has been their kicking coach. Yes. Um, and obviously I think, it's his, I think it's his third tour that he is, well, his fourth tour that, that he's going on. But if you look at it in a nutshell, you know, you're looking at, at Leinster, as a, as a professional unit, yes. they are top of their league year in and year out. Um, and then you look at Scotland and Wales, and Scotland and Wales both did very well in the Six Nations this year, so it's, it's understandable. So now there's obviously a big uproar that there's no Eddie Jones and John no, Mitchell no and whatever, English no English uh, coaching coaches. staff at yes. all.
0: Um, but we spoke about it last week, that there might not be any... Well, we spoke about English players, and now there's no English coaches yeah. in
1: there. Look, I don't, I don't think, from a player's perspective. Obviously, we're not close to that yet. They need to yes. make those selections. Um, I think there might be the odd surprise here and there, and and possibly rightfully so that the the teams that performed well in the Six Nations should yes. be rewarded, and the players that put their hands up. Um, but there's a bit of a. Uh, uproar and everyone is asking what happened to England. And uh, Warren Gatlin came out to say that, you know, when there were no Scotland coaches involved, no one said anything. So uh, I think you must also, well, unfortunately, is like that. They, they look at whoever performs, and there might be different reasons for, as we spoke before, for England not performing. And yes. unfortunately, in this case, the coaches uh, bore the brunt of that, you know, because I think it's a massive honour to go on a Lions tour. You know, if you look at uh, Gregory Townsend and Neil Jenkins both of them played for the Lions before yes. so and and just as as it is um, they know Gregory, the culture. Gregory Townsend is coming back to South Africa we made his debut for the Lions so um, and now he's making his debut as a, as a coach so it's quite a it's quite a good uh, coaching setup that they've got there and uh, yeah we've got good coaches and good players but we're going to have our hands full that's for sure i'm sure
0: and then one of the warm up games now against Japan the japanese side was was announced as well and quite a few South Africans in there.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see. Um, you know, there, there's, always, there's always talk as to why you move to another, to another country and how long you play for them and that. But, you know, you have players like uh, Kotara, Mutashumi, Lapis Labaskagni, Wimpy van der Walt that have played for, for Japan in a few test matches already. Yes. But it's also good to know that two players... Uh, Shane Gates and Gerard van Harald Nieufer have also now cracked a nod, um, and they've been they've been playing phenomenal rugby over there in Japan yes. and well deserved. So we've got five South Africans in the Japanese side, uh, which is nice to see. You know, if obviously, if they don't make our teams, it's it's nice it's nice to go overseas and, and wherever you play your trade, it's part of business. And if you make it, you make it. So good luck to them, and uh, and I hope they play. I mean, we know Lapislavaskahti for arguments, like he's captain Japan before. Yes. Um, they are all he f- was the World Cup captain, yes. wasn't he? Well, he was standing captain. Um, yes. But uh, he was, he captained one or two games. Um, but having said that, they're all phenomenal players, and, and, and nice to know that South Africa will be featuring players there too.
0: Now, the interesting part's going to be to see how many South Africans are in the, in the Lions squad.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, one of them should be CJ Stander, and I really hope he, he gets the nod. And
0: um, then Fanamarva as well.
1: Yeah, no, Scotland's uh, wing. Yeah, yeah, No, I think there's a there's a few that will that will make it oh. and and it's nice. And you know, as oh, I said, it's, have a look. it's it's not nice for, for them to pluck come and play against South Africa, but I mean if if that's where they go and, and the adopted countries think they're good enough, then they need to play. And from a South African point of view, it's still we're still proud of them. Yes, definitely.
0: Then on the on the Springbok side of, of things, we spoke about um the injuries in the, in the locks, and this week was another one in Ibn Etzebed going oh. for, a, for
1: an operation. Yeah, unfortunately, and he's going to be out for a good couple of, well, we're hoping a good couple of weeks. According to his club overseas, a good couple of months, so he's gone for a finger up. Um, and as it is, we lost the um, Yacher and Sneiman prior to that, and so yes. only out of the four locks that were there, Mostert left. Um, and I think
0: Sneiman will be the only one that might be ready for this yeah. tour.
1: No, unfortunately, I don't think Luatiak. I mean, he, broke his, legs, he so broke his legs. I don't know if he'll be available. Um, and it's sad. But having said that, as we spoke in our previous programs, um, in the Preparations Cup, there's a few locks that put their hands up. Yes. We are now is. going to go overseas and, and play in the Pro Series. The Rainbow so cup. if you look at that, and we still have South Africans playing overseas, nothing yes. stops Rossi and them from selecting from overseas either. So, um, no, nah, I think we, we're in good space. We just, need, we just need game time and, and make things happen. But, I mean, those are three phenomenal locks. To yes. lose three of them is a massive setback for South Africa.
0: Yeah, but it's Once again, as we said last week as well, it's, it's a chance for the youngsters now to, to put up their hands and show what they're made of.
1: No, definitely. Um, as we say, you know, the youngsters that, that do work hard will, will get rewarded. But, I mean, if you look at a guy like, like Eben Ezebeth, I mean that guy I think he demands respect when he's on the field. He does. Um and you know, he's he's a beast in his own right. So so all four our locks um offer offer different things, you know. But to as I said, to lose one and you still got you still got experienced players on the fringes waiting to come in is one thing. as um, a possibility we might might need to start with two two new locks, you know, yes. that haven't played. But that's a learning well, curve. We are the World Cup. The world champions, and uh, we're building towards the new World Cup. In any case, so let's let them play and see what they can do.
0: Well, all three of those locks play the enforcer game, um, and now we've got Mustard's the only one really coming from the World Cup that's that's available. That's not really the enforcer type lock; mm. he's more the the ball carrier. Um, so hopefully, one of the the younger guys will stand up as a as an enforcer.
1: Look, I I, I believe there they would be. Oh um, yeah, there's a rumor that there's a Ex-Bulls player coming back to South Africa as well. Um, he was a flanker. I'm not going to say anything until it's confirmed. But he was a flanker for the Bulls when he left. And he went to, to France and he played there. And he ended up as a lock. He's a two-meter-tall guy himself, hair, um, And he's coming back to the Bulls. And who knows? He might he might be in the running. Um, you know, he's an ex-SI under-20 player. So he's got the credentials to play there. Um, And let's see, look, Rashi and them sometimes get a rabbit out of a hat, and let's see what they do in this case, you know. So I'm still full of confidence that we'll do well.
0: Let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, Rainbow Cup, talking about the Rainbow Cup, I see the Rainbow Cup's going to now put some new laws on trial, one being the red card law, the next one will be the dropout from the um, goal line, and then one where the captain can refer a referee's decision. The red card one is quite an interesting one where you can bring a substitute player on after 20 minutes to replace your red carded player.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. And, and, and you know, sometimes, sometimes I think it's a right decision um, because if a, if a player infringes and he gets sent off, then the team has to suffer because of that. Mm. And we've seen in the past, even at international level, some teams just can't cope with 14 players on the field because the other team is just too strong. Um, and the team suffers because of that, where the players should. They're doing it in the varsity cup now as well. Yes. I think it's a 15-minute break, um, and then you can substitute them. And and yeah, maybe, I mean, obviously that's only our train of thought. Many other people would differ from that. Um, but I think it's the right thing to do. It's it's You know, what you want to do is put strength against strength, and if it's 14 against it, 15, then it's definitely not the right amount. And I, and I think it's a right call. And it would be interesting now to see when we finish the Varsity Cup and the Varsity Shield how that has panned out because obviously that will carry over now into yes. into the Rainbow Cup. So um, yeah, it's, I think that, that specific one, I think it's a good ruling.
0: Yes, and then the, the dropout from the, from the goal line um, whether there would be a knock-on or... Um, it held used up. to be, you mm. know, held up. It used to be a five meters scrum. It will now be a um, drop in from from the, the goal line for the defending side.
1: Look, mm. I think old school, old school players and coaches and spectators would question this. Um, obviously, they're trying to speed up the game, so that's part of it. Because obviously, when you when you scrum, it takes a lot of time. In our in our preparations cup. Um, that just finished a few weeks ago, we had a, a stoppage time in every time we scrum and then to try and add up the time and, and to get playing time more. So I think this is part of the reason. The the I suppose one can come up with a few positives and negatives, but one of the negatives is, for argument's sake, like if you're playing a team that is good on counter-attack, um, and you kick that ball towards them. You don't want them to have the ball in hand. That's one of the one of the things that you don't want. So now you have to start defending again. You know. So, but I mean, those are all part of law changes, and everyone plays the same rules in that specific competition. And coaches need to work out game plans to to counter that and how you're going to work against it. So, but it's exciting because they want to keep the ball in air. So that's what it's about. And yes. let's see how it works. I think uh, we'll see more attractive rugby by by that being introduced. Old.
0: Time will tell. And then mm. the referral, that the captain will have a referral um, to counter a referee decision.
1: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that I'm not sure about this year, but I think last year and the year before that, that was also part of the Varsity Cup. Yes. Um, it was quite successful. Um, thing is, from a captain's point of view, you need to be on the ball. Otherwise, you lose it, similar to the cricket. So... Um, but it's interesting. Sometimes, I don't know, some, as I said earlier about the older people, the older people might, might think it's a lot of nonsense. Um, but sometimes it works to your benefit, you know, so um, depending on what the rules are about when you can use it and why you can use it. But, uh, yeah, exciting. Let's see how it, how it works. Maybe see that's works. something that, will, that um, World Rugby will look at, and those might be the changes that go right around the world. Then the
0: EP Kings that the Sharks and the Bulls have now offered some help and some assistance to the EP Kings?
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, I read an article where the EP Kings head coach Peter de Villiers spoke about assistance and the Sharks and the Bulls were named as the two unions that, that were prepared to loan players to EP Kings, and he's all for it, obviously, because he feels that it would assist these up-and-coming players into playing and preparing and so forth, So, which is true. I don't think it's sustainable in the in the long run, because obviously you want to uplift your community and you want to let them work and, and so forth. But he also mentioned that loaning players from the likes of the Sharks and the Bulls um, won't help if... The union don't start working from from inside the offices to to make things. It's not work. wrong. So yeah, yeah. So so I think I, I think from a coaching point of view, I think he would grab that with two hands because yes. they are battling. He's been very vocal in saying that, you know, the some players he's up front with and frank with, they're just not good enough to be there. Where others are good enough but just not there yet, and they would have learned quite a lot now in, yes. the, in, the, in the in the playing in the competition and the curry cup and all of that. Um, you know so you feel you feel for them because you know they uh, that specific province have many many good players, and those players you know if things don't go well in that specific area, they move to other parts of the world, they move to other parts of of the country, and you battle with your own players so um I think if they have a proper plan, whatever it is three year plan or five year plan and 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 the union themselves from an administrative point of view gets it right, and they loan these players for however long it might be, um, then, then I think it might work for them. But, you know, the one thing that, that one mustn't bank on is the fact that you that you have those players, because depending on what their contract would say, obviously those players need to go back to the Bulls and they need to go back to the... Sh- one of the things that's also an issue is funding them, because if they are at the Sharks, uh, well, not that it is like that, but if they are at the Sharks or they are at the Bulls, there's a possibility that they are getting paid more than what the Kings, kings do, play, yeah. and then that's part of. It. But I mean, that's what the unions will sort out. So, um, but I think it's a massive, and 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 that's off to to the Sharks and and to the Bulls for wanting to assist them. So I think it's great for South African rugby.
0: Definitely. Then you mentioned something about Elton Yankees from the Lions and myself and Amarva from the Bulls. What is the story behind them?
1: Yeah, so they are two South Africans that have uh, been released by by the provinces obviously the Bulls and the Lions Xerox, Xerox Lions and, and Vodacom Bulls um, they're heading off to Europe to play in I think the Pro 14 as it stands um, and that would be against our, our clubs but they're going to go over, overseas as medical jokers so um, in their competitions there's, a, there's a, a ruling that if you have injuries and you need someone you can bring in someone for two months or three months or whatever it is as a medical joker um, and these two guys are the lucky recipients for that, and Saru and the unions were were obviously nice enough, if I can put it that way to to release them because we 're going to go and play in, in pro rugby ourselves now so yes. but I think from and i 've always said this, you know just to keep our players in South Africa for the sake of it, I think there 's more to it in rugby, so you need to learn and you need to go, and you might learn more from other coaches and playing overseas and that so from South African point of view, I think it's great. I know a guy like Elton Yankees is happily released because, um, obviously, from a Springbok point of view, they won't get him ready because currently yes. he's probably our first choice 10. They want to get him ready for the line series, and no better place to do it than there. It is.
0: Good for them. It's just. No,
1: the 100%.
0: The name they call them as a medical joker for a professional player <laughs> going overseas, it just
1: doesn't sound you know, right the mm-hmm. Medical side is one thing, the, joke <laughs> the that joker that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fact. Definitely, so, yeah. Um but yeah, no, but good good for them and, and it's you know, obviously there's medical jokers all over the world. Yes. Um but for these guys to get I mean Alton Yankees, he's a loyal um Lions staff member, if we can yes. call it that. Um, and for, for him to ask to be released for however long it is, I think it's three or four months, that's um, great. And for, and for the unions to, to, to see into that, because these, these two guys, I mean, a guy like um, Marcel van der has played overseas before, so he's come yes. back now to play for the Bulls. So obviously his contract is, let's say, two years. Um, for them to release him is, is good vision from the unions. So well it done is. to them and good luck to the two players.
0: Let's see what transpires there. Varsity Cup finished off last week for the first round, first week of the Varsity Cup bubble Um, second round on the 8th of April Shimlas 22 uh, Northwest University 32, Wits 22 UCT 40, UJ 19, Tux 47 Madibas 13 CUT 51, then Martis 43, and Uni- University of the Western Cape 21. Your thoughts on these games?
1: Well, firstly, um, I think there's been a few surprises throughout. I mean, CUT for one, um, you know, they, and we're going to speak about the third round still coming, but, yes. I mean, they, they are unbeaten. Um, you know, and that is a good story behind them because when all this started, they were in the varsity shield. Yes. So they were one of those that had to qualify and had to win the shield and then go up. And now you look a few years later, they, they're sitting top of the log. Um, you know, but I think there's been a few surprises and, and, and good so because that's what you want. You don't want the one-sided affair year in and year out. Um, but, you know, your stalwarts like Tickies and, and Aikies and Marties, they up there like they normally are. Yeah, and, and and playing some phenomenal rugby. There's been some good rugby. There's, as I said, there's been some upsets, and that's what you want. You don't want it to be a side, one-sided affair. Um, yeah, and it's all, all good for us yet again.
0: It is. Third round in the Varsity Cup. Marty's 19, Wits 13, uh, Northwest University 15, tux 33, UCT once again 31, Shimlas 24,
1: Sorry, sorry, you
0: said UCT. St- <laughs> C-U-T, sorry. <laughs> 31, Shimlas 24, University of the Western Cape 47, Madiba's 40, and then Ike's 39, and UJ 34. Quite a, a game that U, uh, UJ put on there.
1: It is, but, you know, we're talking the third round now, so, um, so UJ put up a nice fight against Ike's, and Ike's is, is one of the top universities in South Africa but if you go back a few years UJ used to be strong university really strong. strong, proud um, and if you look now they're lying second from the bottom, they haven't won a game in three rounds but but we must also be fair to say that obviously I don't know if all the listeners know this but the varsity cup and the varsity shield like when Donald was here that's the yes. coach of the UKZN MPs, he spoke about the bubbles that they are in so the the two competitions aren't running concurrently. It's obviously yes, it's concurrent in the sense of dates, but the varsity cup is played one week and then the following week the, the week, varsity, varsity shield. Sheet. And in that week, yes. these teams play three games. So it's it's a different environment. They're all in a bubble. Um, they're obviously not allowed to go out and not allowed to do this and that. All the COVID rules and that. So it's a different. It's a different kettle of fish, completely from past varsity cups and past varsity shields. And obviously the teams that adapt quicker are the ones that are, that are putting their hands up. But there's some good stories in it. I mean, if you look at Marty's, we all know Marty's undefeated. Um, they haven't lost in, I don't know, we spoke about it last week, 20 or 22 matches or so.
0: It was 25 matches and then they lost against UCT.
1: Correct. So then, I mean, so it shows you they are a phenomenal side alone. Now, if you look at Virts. Verts played against them and they narrowly lost to, to Marty's Martis 1913. So Verts, yes. I spoke earlier about CUT. Verts was also in the varsity shield a few years ago, yes. and uh, look where they are. So it's all the I don't want to call them smaller universities, but let's say all the univers a lot of the universities that have come up from the varsity shield that is now putting their hands up, and then you get a unfortunately a university like UJ that is that is struggling quite quite badly this year. Um, but yet again, as I said, it's good. There's some phenomenal players that are putting their hands up. You know, if you look at the Andre Pollards of the world and and um, he, uh, Yankees from, from Western Province, those are all the guys that came through the Varsity through the Cup. Varsity. And, and this is a breeding ground. Uh, Raymond Rule is one of them that uh, came through the, the Varsity Cup. And he said, if it wasn't for the Varsity Cup, we would have never made it. And there's some good stories. And we will speak about Raymond Rule a little bit later. Um, before we end the show. And yes, as I said, he's a, he's, he started his rugby career in, in the Varsity Cup.
0: Then we're talking some Varsity Shield as well. Games played this week in the Varsity Shield WSU 136, DUT 11, Rhodes 15, UKZN 62, CPUT 36, UFN 20. And then in the second round, Rhodes 8, CPUT 68, UFH 24, TUT 31, WSU 32, UKZN 31.
1: Your thoughts? Well, yet again, there were some, some surprises along the way. Um, Some varsities have definitely put their hands up over the two rounds. In this specific bubble in the week that they are playing, there's obviously still one round left, and I think that's on Sunday. Sunday, yes. But for now, if you look at uh, WSU, and I feel sorry for DUT, um, they made their debuts in the varsity shield the first round. They unfortunately got hammered 136-11. That's a, a record in the varsity shield. Um, and it's sad, sadly so. So, um, and it's a, a rude awakening as to the competition. You know, a lot of people might not believe it or might not know it, but these two competitions are are tough competitions. You know, I had the the privilege to to coach in the UK UKZI side myself for for two years, and when you're there, you really see what it's about, how professional it is, you stay in the same hotels as as, you know, your your provincial sides and that and it's and it's really a, a, a tough ask. And as I said, going into a bubble like this it's completely new. Yes. And for a new for a new team that has just come into the varsity shield to get hammered like that, you know, you gotta think to yourself, how do you recover from that? For first outing you don't know what to expect. And now you play a team like Walter Sisulu University that that played very, very well. Um, to come back from that and and hopefully for them, you know they had a buy they had a buy um in the second round, so hopefully for them there 's a lot of soul searching and they 'll come back fighting in the in the second round when they play their yes. second games um, Then you look at a few of them UK ks um yet again I mean they played very well against Rhodes in the first in the first round, and well done to um one of the uh, Guys that have, we've had in the, in the studio, Donald and Gwenya, to him yes. and his team, well done, Donald. Uh, proudly UK's it in and, and, and K's in. And, you know, they, they produced the goods in the second round again. Um, but unfortunately going down by one point to Walter Susulu University. Well, they were
0: leading right up until mm. 60th minute. And
1: yeah, sadly so. And then that score 32-31 and it obviously was a cracker. Um, and, and tough luck to that. But, I mean, it's such a close score. I'm sure they'll be right then. If you just look at the first two rounds, um, you know, those are those are obviously three teams that you need to watch. It's Walter Sisuli University, UKZN, and CPUT. Yes. So um, good luck to all three of them. Um, and unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, this year is not a qualifying year either. So um, normally, obviously, yes. the winners take a claim to play in the varsity cup. But it's good preparation for next year and, and hopefully from a KZN point of view, Donald and his UKZN team can, can pull it off and at least play in the finals. Let's hope so. Then you've got the, the log for us there? Yeah, so the, the updated log, uh, if we can just go to back to the Varsity Cup as yes. well. Um, the updated log for the Varsity Cup after three rounds and as I explained earlier, their first three rounds were played in one week. Yes. Uh, last week, and obviously this week is the, the turn of the Varsity Shield. So, Varsity Cup, after three rounds, CUT lying at top uh, with 14 points, UP Tucks on 14 points, and UCT Ikes on 14 points, and all three of those teams are undefeated. Yes. Then you go fourth in line, which is very close, and it's it's weird to see Marties lie there. It's uh, Marties on 10, NU, NWU Eagles on 10, UWC on 8, Shimless on four, Madibas on three, and UJ, very sadly so, lying second from the bottom on two, and vits it uh, with one point. Varsity Shield, after the the conclusion of the UKZN um, WSU game earlier, Uh, the current log as it stands is uh, CPUT on 10, WSU on 10, TUT on 10, UKZN find themselves in, in fourth position with seven points. University of Forte, one, Rhodes on zero. And as I said earlier, tu had a bye. Um, they've only played one game and they are on zero themselves. So it's still early days. There's, there's obviously quite a few games to be played and then qualifiers to get into the finals on that. So um, there's still time for, lots of time for improvement in that. And then good luck to all the teams. It's, it's awesome. And what is also good about this year is Varsity Shield. Like in the past, all the Varsity Cup games were recorded, not recorded, sorry, my apologies, uh, were were shown live on on Supersport. And those years, I think it was just the opening round of the Varsity Shield was on live television. This year around, all these games, Varsity Shield and Varsity Cup is shown on Supersport and they're all live. So it's great for for us to watch.
0: Yeah, very, very good rugby and and Varsity rugby has always been a cracker to watch. Then earlier... You've mentioned somebody that came through the, the Varsity Cup ranks and played for the Springboks in, in Raymond Rule. Um, Raymond played quite an outstanding game for the uh, La Rochelle team. I think it was against the, the Sharks, Sail Sharks, and a game which La Rochelle won easily in, in the end, and Raymond did extremely well.
1: Yeah, I and I say this with uh, tongue in cheek, sadly so, that they did extremely well and the sales sharks did very badly because sales sharks is, is loaded with Springbok players. So And, and sharks players. Yeah. So it's it, it just shows you that um doesn't matter the quality that you have. And having said that, La Rochelle is, is if I'm not mistaken, they top of the log, so they oh, are they yes. are a very good side this year that are that are turning heads and having a look at them. But we're talking Raymond Rule. And rightfully so, he's he's one of the guys that have stood up to say if it wasn't for Varsity Cup, he wouldn't have been where yes. he is today. And Varsity Cup changed his life. And good luck to to the organisers of that. Um, I know Zitzman is uh, part of that, and obviously Francois uh, Francois Pinar was part of that. And well done to all of them to to come up with a Varsity Cup and Shield. But back to Raymond Rule. Um, He has been nominated as one of the players of the year for the European rugby. And they say that's such a prestigious award, probably the best competition in world rugby. And obviously a lot of countries will will question that. But I'm just quoting on what was said in in the media. And uh, we wish Raymond Rue well. He's, I think, the only South African that has been nominated. But But if you look at current form, then... um, we, we back him all the way and I, and I know all the provinces that he played for in South Africa and obviously Saru will we'll support him all the way and hopefully he can walk away with it because you know he made a change, he went overseas and he's playing some of the best rugby that, that I've seen him play. So yes. well done to you Raymond and, and all the best and good luck for, for that specific uh, trophy that we want you to lift.
0: Yes, good luck. Thank you very much Mark. Um, nice talking to you again. Listening to
1: your insights. Yes, likewise. Thanks, Gus. And yeah, as I said, it's uh, it's so nice, such a privilege to, to be back and have rugby worldwide and in South Africa. And, you know, we can talk for forever. So it's always a privilege being here. And let's hold thumbs that it would continue for a long time.
0: And that club rugby is on the verge of starting some some decent games. Hopefully we can get back onto the field.
1: Yes, how exciting is that? If I can just talk local rugby quickly, um, yes. as you've mentioned it. As we a lot of the listeners know that we are we are part of a Memzum Toti rugby club. I'm fortunate enough to be to be a coach there. Um, you know, we start with trials one of these days to be on to be exact the twenty fourth of, of April. Yes. And then uh preseason starts on the eighth of May. We host Hillcrest and then hopefully we'll go into the Flyer Cup competition, two rounds of that, and then we play varsity college at home. And in a friendly and then the league starts on the 5th of May, if I'm not mistaken. So um, all systems go. And I think all coaches and players likewise in, in KZN specifically because we're talking KZN are ready for this and, and can't wait for us to start making contact and see some good quality rugby. And May um, and some Toti rugby clubs flag fly high. We've got done quite a bit of work off the field with regards to marketing and and 35th anniversary, and all of and that. And, and hopefully, you know, uh, we've done so much off the field. I don't know if we can, we can ever match that on the field. So much has happened. But um, hopefully on the field, the guys will stand up and wear our new designs and our new logos and all of that with pride. I'm sure they will. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to the season, what the, what the season holds. And I'm sure all the players and, and community will, will stand behind Mams and Rugby Club.
0: Yes, to all the players and the coaches, Mark, you and your team, all the best going into this the warm up games and the, the pre season pre season games and then the league.
1: Yeah, thanks, Gus. And we obviously as I said to the players at uh, training as well. You know, the we're playing trials, but that's what it is. And then we go into those pre season games, including the flyer, we're still using that as trials, so there's lots of preparation going yes. as per normal when we do the first Trial match. There's a lot of players with that. Who then only um, come to training and that. So it's a it's a very difficult one, but an exciting one. And I think so, uh, you yeah. know, with COVID taught us that don't take for granted what's in front of you. Yes. Rugby, rugby is is our life, and we we love to play the game. And hopefully, when they do take the field, they'll know this is the time to to start performing. I'm sure they will. I'm and sure just, just will. from a from a club perspective, as my from myself as a as a coach to our commut- uh, committee and to you UCAS as the chairman and to our marketer that has done done all the hard work in, in trying to get our brand right and pitching us with the right people. And hopefully we'll have some good news going forward with, with people that we'd be meeting in that in the, in the near future. Things are looking good at the Mamsim So thank you to all you guys doing all the hard work in the background too. Thank you, Mark.
0: Thank you very much for that.
1: Thank you very much for... Joining
0: us on Touchline from myself, Casper Els, and Mark Cameron. Have a great rugby week.
1: Thanks, Gus. Enjoy.